welcome to the Serviced Accommodation Property Podcast. This podcast by Kevin Paneskis, also known as the Property Soldier, covers all aspects of serviced accommodation and how to make it a profitable and sustainable business. Kevin started investing in property in 1991 whilst serving in the British Army and now owns a multi-million pound property portfolio and serviced accommodation business and is a best-selling author. And now your host. Kevin Paneskis. Hey, Kevin, Property Soldier here. Okay, so this is going out on several of my social media channels and also being recorded as a podcast episode for my Service Combination Property Podcast. Okay, so the subject for today is the opportunities that um, COVID has actually created for property investors. The the current landscape has actually created lots and lots of benefits for, I'm going to call them sophisticated property investors or property investors that are properly educated and the vast majority of them are not. And so I'm going to be talking about the 10 different um, things that are creating these opportunities um, for property investors that have come about. I mean, some of those have always been around, but I think that uh, COVID and lockdown has actually um, increased the uh, the scenario or in- increased the possibilities and the opportunities for would-be sophisticated property investors who have got certain tools at their disposal to create win-win situations in property. So the first one that I want to talk about is furlough coming to an end. So end of next month, furlough is finished and Ultimately, there's an awful lot of people that have been in a bit of a bubble and some people are going to get a bit of a nasty shock, aren't they, in terms of whether they still have got a job to go back to. Now, with any property investing, quite often when there is a uh, adversity, there is opportunity. And when you can fix somebody's problem, that's when you can actually – get a good deal as as a property investor. And so guess what? Certain people, their finances are going to be hit by things like furlough coming to an end. And there's also uh, businesses that have been propped up because of the furlough scheme, and they are going to start struggling as well when there is more demand on their finances as well. So individuals are going to be struggling more financially and business owners are going to be struggling more financially. So why is that important to you? Well, ultimately, that means that there's going to be motivated sellers or there's going to be people with property problems that you could potentially solve. So I'm going to talk about some of those different strategies towards the end of this live and podcast episode. But ultimately, it's going to create uh, people with a, a property problem. So Business owners, for instance, they own properties, don't they? And so when their finances come under pressure, they're going to want to keep their businesses afloat. And quite often, they will need to offload properties. Now, here's the thing. You might think to yourself, well, they'll just sell them via an estate agent, won't they? Well, guess what? An awful lot of people bury their heads in the sand and they wait until things are really sticky 
and then decide, you know what, I need to offload these properties. They might be, you know, build up credit card debt uh, for a while before they actually face reality and decide that they need to offload some of their properties in order to keep their businesses afloat. And that's when sophisticated property investors can come in and be able to do the deals quickly to stop people getting repossessed, for instance. They literally do not have time to sell via estate agents. Estate agent uh, commencing is slow. And one of the main reasons it's slow, I mean, even the you know, best case scenario, we're talking six weeks, aren't we? Well, they, they're taking a lot longer than that. Um, everything's backed up. Land registry's backed up. Solicitors are backed up. Um, people working from home, everything's slowed right down. So people don't have time to sell via estate agents and the normal uh, normal process. And therefore, a sophisticated investor can come in and fix the problem. So that's business owners needing to sell. And then you've also got uh, property owners, people that literally are not do not have the income anymore um, to be able to pay for their large mortgage, for instance. And so we're going to need to downsize or potentially even just sell up, move back in with mum and dad, all of that good, well, all of that stuff. It's just the reality of the situation. Remember, as property investors, we haven't created the problem. Uh, we can just come up with some win-win scenarios to help people who find themselves in a sticky situation. So being able to move quickly, for instance, um, can stop people getting repossessed. And you know, when people get repossessed, then they find themselves in a really bad situation where they, they have their home taken away. Uh, the property just gets fire sold um, for well below market value because the, the, the new property owner, because quite often the lenders will just sell the, the debt to a, a debt management company um, and, uh, you know, the property gets repossessed and the property sold doesn't cover the debt. And then the debt management company continue chasing the uh, previous owner um and so trashing people's credit files and still in debt even after the property gets repossessed so again if you can avoid help people avoid that situation then that is definitely creating a win-win situation and clearly you're not buying a property to live in you're buying a property um an investment property that you need to make money from um you are not a charity so so you will make an offer that represents you making money from the deal because otherwise why not you know, why would you do it otherwise? And and so, yes, you make the offer that your deal analyzer suggests that you make, depending on whichever strategy you are doing. Uh, I'll talk about different strategies uh, later on in this uh, presentation. And, um, you know, I'll talk about how you can get more education on these, these strategies as well towards the end. By the way, I've put a link in the uh, description of this, of an upcoming event that we are running. It's a live event, um, Friday coming, the 20th, uh, to the twenty second, depends if you're watching this on catch up. You might be, you might not be. Uh, you know, you might be watching this after the event. But the property event that we've got coming up, the twentieth to the twenty second, is the Property Revolution Summit, where we're going to be talking about all of the different strategies that a sophisticated property investor has at their disposal to create this win win situation. So, by the way, the link is in the the uh, the description of this particular <clears throat> live. Uh, and also, if you're if you're watching this on my podcast, I will put a link in the show notes for you to actually come and learn more about these strategies in person. 
the actual event is at Progressive uh, Properties Training Suite in Peterborough. Uh, if you click on the link, you will get it, all of the information you need about the event, all the timings, all the logistics, etc., cetera, etc. Cetera. And you will actually be able to get free tickets to the event by using that link. Uh, lots of people have paid for those tickets, rightly so. Uh, but if you want to get some free tickets, then I do have some to uh, offer. Uh, and you can get those by clicking that link. Anyway, moving on then, furlough coming to an end, that's obviously uh, uh, an issue that is being created for people. And therefore, unemployment is going to be increasing. So when unemployment increases, then people literally have got less money coming in and are unable to pay their bills. And that might well be um, you know, the, the fact that they've got a large mortgage and all of the other expenditure might have racked up some credit card debt. And again, that creates motivated sellers. Now, another thing that I want to talk about, the third thing now, is the um, stamp duty holiday ending. Now, stamp duty window, if you like, where people didn't have to pay the extra stamp. Well, those are, are, are coming to an end. So by the end of the month, next month, it's going to be completely gone. So back to normal um, scenario. Um, one of the things I mentioned earlier when, you know, the fact that conveyancing is really slow right now, well, what that's cause is a situation where people thought that they were going to avoid the stamp when they made their offer, but they're now not going to avoid that stamp duty. Um, and so there's, there's people that are going to have to fork out tens of thousands of pounds worth of extra tax, stamp duty land tax, in order to go ahead and purchase the property. Now, what I predict this is going to cause is a lot of um, chain breaks. So people, normal uh, normal scenarios where somebody needs to sell their property in order to be able to purchase the next property. And all of these different property transactions end up in a, in a bit of a daisy chain. And when one of these people in this chain um, has to pull out because they literally do not have the funds in order to be able to, ex- you know, to purchase and go through on the purchase at, you know, and pay all the extra stamp that they didn't think they were going to have to, then let's face it, people are going to be pulling out of those chains. So as long as you are known to your local estate agents, and it's one of the things that we we teach at Progressive Property, is to get a good relationship with your local estate agents, then you might well be the go-to person to come in and fix that chain. Now, yes, you are just still going to make your offer that your deal analyzer tells you to make, whether you're doing buy-to-let or HMO or serviced accommodation or flips or whatever you may be doing. Um, you you come and learn the different strategies and then you get the deal analyzer for that strategy and you make that offer. Now, yes, that's likely to be less than the previously agreed sale price, but everybody else in the chain is now extremely motivated to fix the chain. Um, and so what typically happens is the estate agents and solicitors work with all of the different buyers and sellers in order to uh, contribute to, to make up the difference, um, you know, between what you um, are offering and what the, the previous agreed sale price was. And so you come in and fix the chain and then everybody is now happy and, and everybody can move on with their lives. So, again, a chain break is, is a, a great situation. And by the way, if you're finding this useful, then let me know. Give me a like and, and comment uh, useful in the comments um, because I've got plenty more where this came from. Um, if it's valuable to you, just let me know. Also, let's talk about uh, bounce back loan repayments. So this is creating a situation where it's going to put people under financial pressure, isn't it? So people took out bounce back loans, people have businesses. Um, and 
ultimately, they probably predicted that come this time, this year, their businesses would be back to normal profitability. And an awful lot of these businesses are still not, let's face it. So what's that going to cause? Financial hardship. A lot of business owners have, have got, uh, they're now repaying these um, bounce back loans. So 50 grand, 50 grand bounce back loan, people are paying £900 a month. And they're not back to normal profitability. And they've got all their other overheads, etc. And they might have wrapped up plenty of debt in order to try and keep their businesses afloat. And so guess what? This is going to create uh, people that are going to need to sell properties, whether their own properties or their investment properties, in order to keep their businesses afloat. And that's a situation where you can come in and help them creating a win-win situation. I'll talk about some different strategies very, very shortly. Um, Deferred VAT payments, that's another one, isn't it? So people that didn't have the money to pay their VAT bills, um, and so the government allowed them to defer that until this year now. Uh, so they've got this extra expenditure coming in now where they are paying. So, yeah, I've just had comments saying great content. Thank you. Useful opportunity. Yes, absolutely. There is wherever there is adversity, there is opportunity as long as you've got the tools of the trade of a property investor. And how do you get those tools? Well, you just come and learn how at Progressive Property. We are the UK's leading property training company and we are running live events. So in the, uh, like I said, in the uh, description of this post, there is a link that you can use to get free tickets to a three-day event. Two free tickets to a a uh, free event held at the Progressive Property Training Suite in Peterborough. And all of the different strategies will be showcased at that event. And you can learn some awesome ways that you can create these win-win situations and be building your property portfolio. So Naz is looking forward to it. I look forward to meeting you there, Naz. Absolutely. So deferred VAT payments, that's another one. Now, interest rates. Well, uh, the Bank of England have left interest rates alone again. Uh, they they have to leave interest rates alone. The government have, have borrowed a lot of money uh, to keep the, the country afloat. And so the government don't want to be paying higher interest rates on that money. And also inflation is a, a, is a problem right now. So inf- they've got to keep interest rates down because if they raise interest rates, that's going to fuel inflation as well. So they need to try and keep inflation down if they can. But inflation is on the up. Now, why does that create an opportunity for us as property investors? Other people's money is why. Because there's a lot of people that there's there's lots of people out there that do have money sat in the bank that weren't adversely affected by the lockdowns, but they haven't been able to spend that money. So there's lots of surplus money in people's bank accounts. There's more money in people's savings account now than there was prior to lockdown, which is an interesting uh, situation, isn't it? But because of inflation, is their money going up in value or down in value? They're getting, what is it, 0.1 of a percent interest on their money sat in the bank and inflation, 5%, 6%, 7%, whatever it is, because you've got hidden inflation. So it's plummeting in value sat in the bank. So that creates a situation where you've got people with money problems because it's sat in the bank going down in value, whilst at the same time, property goes up. And property even during lockdown has gone up in value. So how cool a situation is that where you can help people create a win-win situation using their money invested in property or secured in property giving them security and giving them a much better rate of return than they're getting in a bank, but you get to build your property portfolio. So how cool is that, guys? Genuinely, again, creating a win-win situation 
for people whose money is sat in the bank. And you know what? It's never been a better time to invest in property because of investor finance, using private finance. And a lot of people say, oh, well, I don't know anyone that's got money. No one, no one in my circle and my friends and family have got money. Well, I'll talk about two different, two different things here. Normally, or two different ways that you can be raising private finance. So Normally, when people have got this money sat in the bank, they're not telling anyone about it, are they? And why is that? You tell me. Well, the reason is that they know that their friends and family will come knocking on the door wanting to borrow their money. They would say that my business is going under, um, my finances, I'm struggling to pay the mortgage, all of those things. And they will want to borrow that money. But are they ever going to pay it back? The likelihood is no, isn't it? Um, So are they going to be paying interest on it? The likelihood is no. So people don't advertise the fact that they've got money saved in the bank. However, when you start telling people what you do, and even if you're starting out on your property journey, you showcase and you put it out on social media, etc., the fact that you are doing viewings and you're going to uh, property events and networking events and you're building up your network, if you start doing that stuff, then your friends and family will start watching. And then at some point, they will they will think, you know what, they're, they're talking about um, creating win-win situations and helping people and and giving people a better rate of return than they're getting in the bank. So guess what? You then get a DM and an invitation to have a chat. Okay, and people they're not necessarily liking and commenting on your posts, but they're watching. And this is how you can raise private finance. There's lots of different things that we talk about at the uh, Property Revolution Summit um, that um, you can do and implement in order to be raising uh, private finance. I'm just giving you a flavor. And even coming to an event, just going to a property event, there will be lots of people there that decide that, you know what, I just want to leverage other people's time. Uh, this, This property education, building a property portfolio all sounds great. But you know what? I'm a bit lazy or I don't want to get my my hands dirty. I don't want to talk to agents. I don't want to talk to builders. I don't want to do that stuff. So you can meet people that you can joint venture with and you could be doing joint venture and, and using their time or you can be using their money. It depends what you are going to the event in order to source. So absolutely, you can you can raise private finance just by going to property events and meeting people and getting to know people. And there's lots of other things that we talk about at the event itself, like selling through, not to, the decoy assessment, creating an investor pack and and just asking people for feedback on a particular project. And then guess what? They turn into an investor. Lots of different ways of raising joint venture finance. So if you haven't done it yet, it's just a case that you haven't learned how. Let's face it. It's as simple as that. Other people are doing it. So why shouldn't you be able to do it? Now, the other thing that I'll mention right now that's a massive opportunity um, is the staycation boom. So whether or not you've got buy-to-lets, whether or not you, uh, you, know, you want to do, turn buy-to-lets into service accommodation, um, it's easier to get tenants out now. They were sort of difficult to get tenants out previously, especially bad tenants, whereas now it's, it's back to normality. So you might want to turn those into service accommodation units. And and by the way, I'll I'll talk at the Property Revolution Summit how you can be turning bog standard terraced properties into service accommodation units and be cash flowing thousands of pounds per month, well over a thousand pounds a month for a bog standard terraced property and not even worry about leisure guests by getting long stay corporate bookings. 
where you're just sending cleaners in once a week to do a weekly clean and they might be doing new build development projects, etc. So absolutely, um, staycation boom is upon us, but also the pent up business demand boom is on us because um, there's an awful lot of projects that have been on hold. But now, because the, all of the uh, restrictions have eased, uh, all of these projects are now underway. And where are these people staying? Because they all of a lot of these projects are in your towns and your cities. And where do they stay? Well, they either stay in a hotel or if you've got service combination properties listed on Booking.com and Airbnb, etc., then that can often represent a significant saving for these people to come and stay with you instead. And then, boom, you are cashing in. So it's a perfect storm for service accommodation right now. It really is. People are worried about going abroad, aren't they? And what's going to happen? They're going to have to quarantine, etc. They They just think, you know what? I'm just going to go and stay somewhere in the UK. And that is driving up night rates, big time night rates. The money that we're earning in our service combination business is off the scale. And it's not too late for you to get in and cash in on this too, because guess what? If you've got buy to lets already, then turn those into SA. Or you just go and do rent to SA. So you can literally rent somebody else's property and with permission use that as service accommodation. And you can be cashing in within weeks of getting trained in service accommodation. In fact, you can take the keys on on one day and be showing your guests in the next day. There's no need for planning permission. There's no need for um, licensing. There's no need for fire door. There's no need for fire alarm systems. It's the properties are good to go as long as they are presented and they are, you know, safe, habitable properties. Amen to that, Liam. Amen to that. Um, so absolutely, for those people listening to the podcast, I can see comments coming through on my social media um, channels as well. So it's a massive opportunity. And then guess what? Once you've done a bit of uh, service combination, maybe on your own properties or a bit of rent to SA, you can start doing service combination management where People just bring their properties to you, fully furnished, good to go. You haven't had to pay a deposit. You, you just get them given to you, good to go. You might charge a fee for getting them staged and getting them ready. Now, why would landlords do that? Well, because an awful lot of landlords are negatively affected by Section 24 tax. And also, when you can highlight to landlords that they can be earning tens of thousands of pounds worth of tax-free income because of capital allowances, if they give you the properties to use as service combination, that's why they will do that. And by the way, a lot of people say, well, why wouldn't they just do it themselves? Well, they haven't had any training and education on how to do it. And they literally do not know how to do it. Um, and so there's lots of compliance, etc. Yes, you need to learn in order to do service combination. But that's just a case of attending a training and learning how to do that. And then you're good to go and you make sure you are compliant. And so people just don't know this stuff. And so that's why you can be building your service combination portfolio. And there's never been a better time right now with all of the motivated sellers and the current environment, which means that the staycation boom is booming. Another thing that I'll talk about is, is lease options. So lease options is where you can be acquiring property from motivated sellers. And let's say there's negative equity, so they can't actually sell it um, in order to clear the debt. And you can actually take over that property and babysit the mortgage and, and set a purchase price for the property, but at a later date. And that purchase price is obviously going to be higher than the outstanding mortgage. And at some point in the future, you exercise your right to buy that property at the agreed price. 
and that clears the existing mortgage on the property and you can be replacing that with a new mortgage, the one that you're using to purchase the property. And the normal scenario is you would wait until the property has got equity in it because what happens to property over time, it goes up in value. Um, and so you wait until it's gone up enough in value and you exercise your option to buy it. I'm doing exactly this. I, I Right now, um, I took on an option to buy a property for 65000 about eight years ago. Um, it's now worth 110. It's just a one bedroom, a two bedroom flat. Uh, beg your pardon. Um, and I'm going to exercise my option to buy at 65, and then I'm just going to refinance it and pull out my deposit. Uh, so I've got a property for free, and I created a win-win situation with the person that needed to move out because they couldn't afford to pay the mortgage and all of the bills. I previously used that property as a buy-to-let. But obviously, as many of you know, I now do service accommodation. So I've been using that property as service accommodation, cash flowing in excess of £1,000 a month on a property I did not buy. But now I'm buying it. But guess what? I'll recycle my deposit immediately by refinancing it after I bought it. By the way, when with certain lenders, you do not have to worry about the six-month rule. You can refinance immediately. So that's just a case of getting educated on how you can do that too. Um, you don't have to wait six months with an awful lot of lenders. So yes, absolutely. That's, that's a perfect opportunity to help motivated sellers is to do lease purchase options. And you can even put a tenant buyer in a property and give them an option to buy that property at the later date. <laughs> That's called a sandwich option. Um, I've done tenant buyers for years as well. Um, I, I, well, I don't do them anymore. I focus on building my service combination uh, portfolio, but tenant buyers is a, is a great situation for helping people in a sticky situation as well that aren't in a position where they can buy properties themselves right now. They might not be credit worthy. They might not have enough deposit. Uh, but they might want to be in a particular school catchment area or it might be the house of their dreams. They just can't afford to buy it outright or be in a situation to do it. And you can put them in as a tenant buyer where they're paying you higher than normal market rent and contributing towards the deposit to be purchasing that property at a later date. And then in the meantime, they're keeping the property in, in perfect condition. They take care of all the minor maintenance. You've got no voids, no minor maintenance to worry about. And um, it's a, a good stress-free way of creating win-win situations as a property investor. So again, Kevin McDonald, we're talking about uh, tenant buyers and lease options at the Property Revolution Summit. So that's how you can also create these win-win situations um, as a property investor. And so, um, yeah, I've got get some questions coming in. I'll quickly cover off some questions at the end um, of this so that I'm not uh, making it too disjointed for the podcast. Permitted development, that's the final one that I'm going to end on before I wrap this one up. Permitted development. So it's a perfect storm for um, commercial conversions right now because the, the demand for certain commercial property has gone down. So what type of property do I mean there? Well, offices and shops, the, you know, offices, people working from home. So you've got all these of, of empty office spaces, not need, not wanted. So what happens to the value of those? It clearly goes down. And shops, e-commerce. An awful lot of businesses went out of business, an awful lot of shops, because they literally had no footfall. So they went out of business. But there's no point in reopening because everyone's gone, gone over to e-commerce. That's where they're buying their stuff right now. So you've got all these empty shops. Well, guess what? You can convert offices and shops into residential 
using permitted development and you do not even need planning a planning application so you effectively the planning permission is granted just by submitting a form unless the local authority can actually come up with some significant issues and reasons um that of safety for instance that um should stop you converting those properties into residential which is unlikely so therefore you do not have to gamble on a planning application you can proceed with confidence that you can turn these properties into residential now what you're going to do with those well you can use them as buy to let you can use them as hmo you can use them as serviced accommodation but the point is that the demand or the value of the residential has gone up significantly so that's a perfect storm for permitted development turning unwanted commercial property into residential and then you can be refinancing or flipping or doing whatever to be recycling your cash you can use those as serviced accommodation and guess what if you work with developers then you can highlight how they can be saving hundreds of thousands if not millions of pounds worth of tax because of capital allowances that they can't get their hands on unless the properties are used as serviced accommodation so that's just another benefit of understanding these different tools of the toolbox for a property investor and guess what if you don't know how to do it just come and learn how we will teach you I have given, I put the link into these, uh, the description of how you can come and attend the Property Revolution Summit for free. Three days worth of property education, talking about buy to let, buy refurbished, refinanced, uh, rent to rent, HMO, rent to serviced accommodation that I deliver the training on that. Kevin McDonald delivers the training on rent to rent, HMO. Kevin also does all of the creative strategies and no money down strategies. And also we're going to be talking about um, you know, commercial conversions and raising finance. Raising finance is an awesome uh, opportunity right now. Tony Gargan's going to be talking about raising finance. She even uses other people's money to buy portfolios of property right now. So go go big or go home, right? She can, she'll tell you how you can be doing that too. And we're also going to be talking about how you save tax as a property investor. So depending on which strategy you choose, because we're going to be showcasing all of the different strategies, how you need to set yourself up from the get-go with the right company structures, for instance, in order to be saving tax later on um, or immediately and later on, because an awful lot of people, they start off with the wrong company structure and that causes a massive headache and a massive tax bill later on down the line. So I've just rattled off for you. I'm half an hour in but it feels like i've been talking for about five minutes there's so much more to talk about guys so if you want to come to the event just use that link and you will get all of the information that you need in order to come to the event it's the 20th to 22nd now a lot of you will think well that's a bit short notice kev here's the thing we haven't released any other dates moving forward yet but we are going to put some more dates on in the future and we haven't decided how much we are going to charge for those but this is going to be your opportunity no matter what the price is for those events moving forward i've been doing webinars recently selling onto this very event selling onto the event okay some of them quite high tickets as well so you can actually secure your place uh, by clicking the link and then when an event scheduled uh, is scheduled for later on then you will still be able to come for free just don't tell anyone at the event that you came for free because there's other other people that are going to be there who have paid for their tickets so if you want to get your ticket then use the link um, and then even if, even if I suggest you do come 
um, to the next event because, you know, even a month or two's delay can be costing you a lot of money in terms of money you didn't earn as a property investor or deals you didn't get. So come to the event at short notice if you can. It will definitely be worth your while. If not, just secure your free tickets for the events coming up in the future is my advice. Okay, so I'll just cover off any questions that I got in. So um, I'm going to – the podcast is going to be wrapped up uh, at the moment. So that's absolutely fine. So I think uh, the question that I got was whether – you need permission if you do a lease option um, from a lender. Yes, absolutely. If you take on a mortgage and you need permission from the lender in order to do different things with that property, that's absolutely fine and fundamental. Okay, so hopefully that was useful, everybody. I will be seeing you at the Up and Coming Property Revolution Summit. Here's to your successful property investing. And remember, your future needs you. Take care, everybody. I'll see you soon. Thank you for listening to the Serviced Accommodation Property Podcast. You can also follow me on social media and YouTube by searching The Property Soldier. Also check out my website, www.propertysoldier.co.uk, where you can learn even more about property investing and serviced accommodation.